Life is full of surprises. Some good, some not so much. Hola, it's Honey. Hola, it's Carolina. Y sabes que estar preparado para cualquier cosa es importante. Whether that's in our roles as mothers, wives, businesswomen, or podcasters. On our show Life in Spanglish, you know that being open to unexpected turns has been an important part of our success. Pero we can use some help. Oh yes, la buena ayuda is welcome. Y si pasa algo, tranquilitos. Isn't it good knowing that with a State Farm agent, you can worry less because someone will be personally invested in safeguarding your goals. Plus, they have the options to talk to a real person whenever a customer needs, especially when those unexpected turns come up. It's the personalized attention you can count on. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. You join us in the midst of... Well, a team row, I would like to say. <laughs> uh, Mr. Donnelly has got, you know, ever since he, he made his radio debut, I feel like this is adultery in a way. Do you prefer us or, or them, the other people? Oh, uh, you, you're my uh, you're homeboys. It's the Custom TV podcast, the original podcast that showcased Matt's talent. Just remember that. <laughs> I'm Luke. You make it sound uh, like just and that's, and that's... I'm Luke, editor and runner of the TV.com. He's Matt, he was here with me as well. And Gary, the original cockney on the podcast. Yeah, that was Bears lock up. Matt's had a nap, yeah. and we're recording this at quarter past two yeah. in the afternoon. You've got to have a bit of a nap, you know, post, post-lunch post nap is good for you. Ten, twenty minutes. If you have half an hour, it's too long, and it interrupts your sort of REM sleep. I've, lo- I've locked this up. Either yeah. you either have ten oh, or twenty oh. minutes or ninety minutes. You yeah, can't have I, I was going to lay some knowledge down on you, and I, I read that exact oh. same thing, that ninety minutes Rewind. is the optimum nap level. Well, no, 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 ninety minutes is the full REM. Ten to twenty minutes is your sort of power napping and then yeah. if you have half an hour then that ruins you completely it's all science look it up luke luke gary and matt talking telly on the custard tv podcast talking about sleep do you not remember the classic 2003 channel 4 experiment show shattered with Dermot o'leary i do just before his career took a break <laughs> Do, yeah. We've had a lot of shows about sleep yeah, that, over the what years. What was the one with Sean? Was that a sleep clinic or something? Ha- sleep house, snoozy house or something? Snoozy house. If I struggle with sleep, snoozy I watch house. the one show. I mean, sorry. Yeah, that's snoozy, yeah. especially on Wednesday when it's an hour. Yeah. That should have been hosted by Snoozy Perry, shouldn't oh. it, really? That. Oh. Oh. This is why you're here first. That made me feel dirty. TV news, reviews and previews. Let's rattle through. Count Arthur Strong is back for the third series on the BBC. Yeah. It's co-written by Graham Linehan. Yes, it is. So it should be good. So it's, I did, so it's I this podcast and the material is sketchy at birth. <laughs> <laughs> and I've um, Linehan, so... Where? Uh, a comedy gig. He was watching a, the comedy gig, so me and two friends went up and said hello to him and thanked him for his service to television. The the thing was, it was quite creepy because he was talking to someone else and we were clearly hovering, waiting politely oh, for him awkward. to finish, and then we went and said hello. 
you know, as many things as I go to, I don't really, I don't really, you know, yeah. go up to people and Me thank too. them for the. The only people I usually talk to, if I do speak to anyone at screenings, it's usually sort of like the educating screenings before. No, anyone knows yeah. who they are. You know, I really would have liked to have said more stuff to Jimmy McGovern a couple of years ago, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to be that person. When I went to the Luther screening a couple of years ago as well. There was, there was just people hovering around Idris Elba, yeah. desperate for a photo, and I just—it just seems so awkward. Yeah, so, you want to be sort of yeah. cool. I, I was very nervous about when I went to the um, the the killing one about going to speaking to of just be, of not making it out alive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did unwittingly talk to uh, Sandy Toxic because I didn't recognise. That's him. only because you didn't know who it was. Yeah, but until later when I went, oh, that's Sandy Toxic. Well, what about yeah. the Endeavour screening, Gary? Well, people came up to me and thanked me for my work on television on that screen because I was in the show. In in other news, we said Count Arthur's coming back, but never mind the verse, Cox is going, and the BBC, they always do this. I don't know why they do it. They say, we're axing this to make way for new shows. There was a better phrase, the actual phrasing was better than that. I may have had it, I may have it on something about... Differences. They've creative run out of music. Cha- creative changes or something like that. I Ew. do. I honestly Create do. space for new entertainment formats in the future. Every time they get rid of something at the BBC, they're like, "We're doing this to so we no, can make space for new drama." It's been going for eighteen years, and let's be honest, Rod Gilbert wasn't that great last series. Let's just no, exactly. It, it, let's just go. Having over. a permanent host was better than the copying of having a, a rolling host. Mm. But yeah, you're right. It I missed the week that Rowley did it from Grange uh, Yeah. yeah. That's right. I, I'm not surprised it's been axed eventually, I suppose. Can I add a bit of uh, late-breaking news? <laughs> Big news. I, d- I didn't think that I we could uh, finish this section of the podcast without announcing that. Mylene Class will be the host of Barbecue Champ on ITV. When's that going to be on? Because that's the time I'll have my nap. Okay. First and foremost, uh, the Supergirl pilot. We talked about Supergirl being one of the shows that's starting in the autumn uh, in the US on ABC. And apparently the pilot has been leaked about, well, six months early. Uh, a lot of people saying, ah, this is rather coincidental because the, uh, the, 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 the kind of reviews and the feedback from the Supergirl information that was coming out was they didn't really like it. So they're thinking that this is an inside job, that leaking the pilot is kind of getting people mm. talking about it now. Has she leaked near you? <laughs> no, I've not seen any leakage near me. Then <laughs> oh. pads are working overtime. Oh, the hell are they? <laughs> uh, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, obviously, it's an illegal download, children. Don't do it. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, uh... Well, I, I uh, won't mention anything later on, then. Indeed, yeah. uh, <laughs> I've so, seen all of the uh, affairs, somehow. We'll get on to think... that in the review section of this. Yeah. yeah. I would be interested to hear about anyone who has seen it, and because, I mean, I thought the preview looked rather cheesy, so... Is she a thing in, like, comic, or...? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, genuinely is uh, not super, Remember super the brilliant film with uh, Peter Cook and Peter O'Toole? Neither of whom played Supergirl. Helen Slater. There's no... That's it. There's no mention of her in the Bible or anything. No, so no. Have you never seen that classic eighties film, Luke? It's a classic. Somehow, it's... no. Oh, it's a <laughs> you need to go and watch that yeah. like now. And exciting news for fans of Veep, which I believe at least two people on this podcast are. Matt, are you? Yeah, but I haven't watched it in a while. 
Okay. Well, you can catch up on the Ball the Box sets of Series 1 to 3 uh, if you're a SkyGo customer from the 4th of July. And therefore, then you can watch the premiere of Series 4 on Sky Atlantic on the 15th of July. How convenient for you there, Matt. Are you working for Sky? (laughs) I don't know. I should be. I don't Uh, know. (laughs) What does that mean? You don't know whether you're working for Sky or not. I just do what I do, and if the paychecks come in at the end of the month, I'm happy. Do you install the boxes? (laughs) (laughs) He's up on the roof now as we speak, putting somebody's dish up. Uh, There are no reviews this week, so I thought I'd uh, start a little conversation amongst the three of us briefly, just to find out... What shows US are we binging on at the moment? I know that, obviously, I've still been watching a lot of The Good Wife. I'm very close to the end of Series 2 in my uh, Netflix catch-up. I'm also watching still Madam Secretary on Sky Living. It's kind of similar in the sense that it's a female lead and a good ensemble cast. It does sound a bit like a sort of carry-on film, though. Yeah. Oh, Madam Secretary. Oh, Madam Secretary. That's what they refer to female politicians yeah. in, in office in America. You know, Madam, know. Madam Secretary. Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt, what are you, you watching? Well, I, I, as, as Luke alluded to earlier, I have uh, watched all of uh, The Affair, nefariously, ah. or affariously, if you would like. No, uh, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, so I won't uh, give away anything. I don't know where you're up to on Sky at the moment. They have aired four. I have seen five. Ooh. So, are you watching it nefariously as well? That needs to be shushed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. But, um, but to I be fair, I'm, it I'm over all right. the last sort of five days, six days. Um, but I, I've been watching it on one of those sites where you can sort of see where you know if you pad it along what what the scene is. So I've just been cutting out all the naughty bits. Because my young eyes can't handle it. It was obviously an easy show to binge yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I think were... so. I mean, I I like the characters. The plot was easy enough to follow. Basically, the episodes are the same story twice. So. <laughs> yeah, but that that could get dull, yeah, couldn't no, it? I, and yet it manages yeah, not there's to. There's not too much overlap, though. No, I don't think after after the first episode sort of establishes the dual plot structure. I don't think there's as much overlap as there is in the first episode. Most episodes, there's not as much sort of uh, rumpy-pumpy as there is in Ep 1. There Uh, was a fair amount in Ep 1, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it had a good ending, and it certainly set up nicely for Season 2, which uh, they're filming at the moment. And also, um, like Gary, I mean, I'm not binge-watching it, but I'm watching The Good Wife still on, on more 4. Um, and that's all the American shows that I'm currently uh, viewing. But I might sort of watch something else now I've finished The Affair. I'm going to try and... You're thinking of the Americans, aren't you? Americans, or um, I watched a couple of episodes of Season 5 of Nurse Jackie because that's just popped up on Amazon Prime. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that show, but I sort of lapsed out of it uh, a couple of seasons ago, so I'm going to try and catch up on that. I mean, at the moment, the other thing I'm watching is critical. Um, I'm catching up on oh, that. Oh, why? Really? There are 13 episodes of that guff. Well, no, it's not guff. I just think it starts... It starts as one thing and it it, it takes time. It starts rubbish. Well, I I just need time to get going, so... Do do you want a show that you have to watch for two or three episodes before it starts going? Because that always annoys me when 
Yeah, people say. I, know, I, know what you I, mean. I mean, people said that about like the wire, which I think is true to an extent. It did take me two goes to get into the wire, and I'm I'm glad I did. Well, I think... Should a show sort of start and then get better? The best example I can think of, yeah. and and people will will be aware of this. I think Breaking Bad is the best example of I this mean, I yeah. can think of. I've watched. The, I've... I know you've not seen it, well, but watched... you know what a massive I, phenomenon I, it I is. I say you. You say that I watched the first episode of Breaking Bad twice and have never tried. Yeah, never, never just got into it. it. It was only on the fourth watch of The Wire and the first episode, what? and that someone said to me, "Watch it with subtitles." I I think yeah that it works. So I mean, I, I, I had to watch it with subtitles. I didn't have to watch it with subtitles. I just think it is a very slow start, but I think you get the impression yeah. where it's going. Whereas with Critical. You just think this yeah. is going to be the same format. The too. same every week. And I mean, someone said that to me about The Walking Dead as well, because I, I think I watched about the first three episodes of season one and just couldn't get into that no. past the opening. Bit because it is, thing. you know, yeah. zombies every week, yeah. basically. Yeah. But the thing with Breaking Bad is, even massive fans of it, it's become this massive streaming sensation, and I'm really pleased I watched it. It's still one of my favourite things. But even those people would say... You have to get to, like, the third series for it to really get going. And if it wasn't this massive phenomenon, mm. I would have given up after the first go. But I was thinking, there must be a reason this is the phenomenon it is. And it wasn't until I got to the third series that I started to go, oh, yes, this makes a lot of sense. I mean, so I, I don't I, really... the, the other thing is, I mean, I suppose, and it's, it's going back to the same thing about The Good Wife. I mean, I... I remember watching the pilot when it was on. I remember watching an episode and thinking, you know, this is good, but there's, you know, how's it going to last? And I think, I think that's now happening in so much, particularly in America is because shows are getting made and canceled, uh, quite a lot that people are waiting for shows to get recommissioned before they bother Mm. to invest in them. And it comes back to something that you said earlier, Luke, about the fact that in this country that didn't doesn't happen. We're coming on to talk about Suntrap. They would never make a show and then not show it. I mean, me and Luke had this conversation earlier that it's a BBC show, so you know it's it's funded by the license payers. Yes. Whereas I don't think any there's no network in America that is funded by the people, is there? I suppose I mean, PBS is the closest PBS. you can get. But yeah. yeah, my hesitation with American things is always. You know, you want to get into them while they're on, but then what if one day they just disappear and then you've wasted, you certainly, know, ten hours of your certainly life? Certainly, with or I think the network shows, isn't it? I mean, I think the, yeah. the cable shows are on the whole more likely to come back. The the network shows are the ones that they're more fickle with, and I think as well the sort of thing with the network shows them being sort of twenty to twenty four episodes. I do think that sometimes sort of spoils the flow because they have to make yeah. I mean I, you know as much of a massive fan as I am of The Good Wife this season that they're showing at the moment on more four season six it's sort of got patchy in its second half uh, it's inevitable yeah. though I think I, I think, think if it had been this... like you know 14 episodes say I think you know mm. it would have just been or like, 12 really well, strong 12 ones. or 14 yeah. that you know it would have been sort of really slick and they d- wouldn't need to do as many sort of superfluous uh, secondary stories, so I yeah. think. Um... I mean, there was there was a thing uh, about a year ago in the upfronts where they did decide that twenty two episodes was was too many, and things like Community and other other comedy shows uh, were, were saved from cancellation, but said, "Well, you're only going to get thirteen, or you're only going to get fifteen episodes." And I think America they're just slightly scared of doing that. Mm. Um, 
They, they so, think quality is more important than quantity. No, sorry, quantity more important than quality. Binge recommendations then. I am almost finished my current binge, which is the aforementioned Veep. I think it's just brilliant. So I'm thinking of drama next time. Am I binging on series one of the Americans or series one of the Bridge? Americans. I'd, I'd say the Bridge is a far better show. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I thought you'd watch The Americans, Luke. I've seen three episodes of The Where Americans and now? loved it. I mean, yeah. If yeah, you I know, but I feel like I have, then... to re- I have to re-watch those three to make sure it's all clear in the mind. Yeah, I'd go I've seen with The so Americans, I think. I'd Luke, really if, okay. I was, if, I was to, if I was to offer you something that was a bit more left-field, I would suggest Daredevil. You know, as much as you enjoy men in tights, I'm not sure. Because you, I think... I, I, but yeah. that's because I think it's it's not a traditional comic book show that I think you would enjoy mm. it. Yeah, I mean, you, it, you really like Homeland. I think The Americans is sort of similar to that, yeah. but n- a different enough with its sort of family I did dynamic. have to give up... I did have to give up towards the end of Series 3 of Homeland. I yeah, I know, I agree. Like, I feel like this is like the episode of Sesame Street where they made a play for Mr. Snuffleupagus and on one side <laughs> was Big Bird saying, no, no, come here, and on the other side there was the kids saying, come here. Like, me and Matt what are playing... Are you sure that wasn't I a pray dream? to God that's a real thing. I pray to God that's a real thing. Have you not seen Sesame Street? I'm looking forward to binging on it when it's on Netflix. Yeah. Can you only imagine? You, you right. just have to have, like, several weeks off work, wouldn't you, Gary? Yeah. yeah. Just, just to <laughs> clarify, uh, there are so far 4,380 episodes of Sesame Street, so that will be quite a... <laughs> God, that's a box set and half, isn't it? But with the letter and number combinations, they've never repeated any. Uh, the second series of uh, drama based around the 80s computer uh, 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 boom, Halt and Catch Flyer, Fire. <laughs> that's about, that's about people who leaflet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just finished the train at the door, you know. That's going to be on Amazon Prime from the 2nd of June, which is a Tuesday. Uh, The second series of Doll and M, which was some sort of dull show that Matt and I had to endure last year. Uh, uh, It will be returning to Sky Atlantic on the 3rd at 10 past 10. Once again, no idea why it's being shown at 10 past 10. 10 past 10. uh, A show that my uncle likes, but I don't know anyone else that does. Banshee uh, (laughs) returning to uh, Sky Atlantic for series 3. On the 4th of June at 9pm. He listens. He might, you know, r- like the reminder. Okay. Uh, and uh, if you're a fan of the Wachowski brothers. Oh, uh, nice. They are, they are the creators and the producers behind The Matrix. Uh, they're producing a show for uh, Netflix called Sensate. Uh, and that's in the traditional oh, oh, friendly way. Yeah. The word sense and the number eight. Uh, you can Ooh. watch the whole of that from uh, the 5th of June, which is a week Friday. The yeah. thing this week at Cannes where Woody Allen basically slagged off the series he was doing for Amazon Prime. I don't know if you, yeah. either of you heard oh, this. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Kind yeah, of that he was like, yeah, I w- shouldn't have committed to six half-hour episodes. It's going to be rubbish. They changed its name as well from Woody to Sundrap. So I think <laughs> maybe that's... <laughs> <laughs> Semis and Suntrap and Semis again for Eurovision. Uh, firstly, though, Britain's <laughs> got to grow up. <laughs> semis. I will let you two discuss um, Eurovision first, get that out of the way. To be honest, I think having not watched the semi-finals probably didn't help me because I think I think a lot of the oh, novelty no. or really interesting acts didn't make it to the final this year. I, there was some good stuff, but 
I don't know, I just wasn't but then into it. At the it. same time, I always find that if I watch the semi-finals, the ones who do get to the final, it's a little bit spoiled because you've seen them before. So you're a but bit I, think, like... I think last year, by watching the semi-finals, I actually liked a couple of the songs. And by the time they were repeated again, you know, with a better, slightly more sort of interesting performance. I... It was mentioned that the producers had um, sort of scheduled the lineup for it to be sort of as exciting as possible. And then... It was rubbish because all the sort of acts that were good, the songs that I enjoyed, sort of the ones you could tap your toes along to, were all yeah. in the first half. And then it was just ballad after ballad after ballad. Well, although a lot of people on Twitter are saying this was a very ballad-heavy Eurovision. You know, it was, it, 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 a lot of people had submitted ballads this year. So It was only in the sort of latter half where the ballad started and they didn't stop. Of the, the ones that I saw, I think Sweden were a fair winner. I thought Russia's was pretty good. Mm. I like Lithuania um, and so yeah. Lithuania I, I was the one that we gave the 12 points to in terms of why why if you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The uh, phone folks alone. Yeah. Uh, Lithuania, obviously, with the, the heavy petting that was going on throughout the song. Uh, should we talk about uh, Electro Velvet? Oh, yeah. A, the song sounded terrible. It sounded... I think you put it down. Doop. It was Doop or something. Doop, 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 a lot of people doop, 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 comparing doop, doop, doop. it to uh, the, the waffle uh, advert, you know, Sega Waffles. One person on Twitter said it was a big pile of doop, 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 doop. We've gone through the idea of the British public choosing the song. Then we let Andrew Lloyd Webber choose the song. Now we let someone else choose it. Again, the voting was silly. Everyone in the Eastern Bloc voted for everyone else in the Eastern Bloc. Although, you know, I so. think from other years, I think this is as exciting as the voting has been for a while. At one point, like Russia looked like they were way ahead and they were going to win it. And then the second half, Sweden started to accumulate more points. And I thought it was quite... You know, exciting, mm. and, and not all of the votes that usually go to Russia went to Russia. I think this year it was sort of a top-heavy show in the second half. I mean, I even I I'm not a big drinker, but even I had to partake of an adult beverage at some point. Um, <laughs> an adult beverage? Yeah. What's that? A McDonald's milkshake? Yeah. No way. Uh, Large. Yeah. Uh, so, With two straws. I, it, that's what uh, made it adult. No, no, we fired up the soda stream. It was it was a man's. Oh, oh, no. yeah. So we move on to the semis. Of Britain's Got Talent. Um, I have said in the past, on this very podcast and in my own home, uh, that I think the show as as a whole tends to normally fall apart when it mm. gets to the semi-finals. Mm. I have, for the most part, enjoyed the semi-final mm. every night this I week. I agree. That have been... I think as well, the way it's gone has been quite interesting because... Usually, you have the sort of favourites at the end of the episodes, don't you? You have all the, the sort of two or three singers and dancers. You have Susan Boyle, Susan you have Boyle, Susan Boyle at the end. Um, last year, sort of like Calabro were on at the end and things like that. Yeah. Uh, whereas this year, they've, they've tended to sort of... I almost think there might have been like a random drawing or something beforehand. Uh, because like the, the people who have ended the programme every night have tended to be... You know, they had uh, Lorraine the first night and then the old men grooving mm. and then the magician mm. last night who apparently has divided opinion, who, as I saw on Twitter. 
he was prepared. It wasn't real magic. I was like, well, no magic's real, is it? What are you talking I about? I thought he... I, the, the, yeah. the, the only thing he fell apart was on the was shoe. there was a really awkward moment. No, well, the shoe was weird, but there was a really awkward moment where Simon yeah, said to him... So some somebody wrote a helicopter down on a piece of paper. Could you tell me, you know, could you raise your hand or stand up or whatever? Nobody did. And he's like, oh, I can't see them now. I think the trick he did in his audition was more simple and worked more... Sort of, you know, like yeah, and it it was it worked probably worked well because it was simple yeah. and we weren't thinking about it no. overly. Um, now he's in the final yeah. though; he has to do something. I mean, he produced a helicopter last night. I, I don't know how he mm. could sort of yeah. up that in the final. The dog won on on Tuesday, and I didn't think that was one of the yeah. and and the men from Siberia last night. These U yeah. U UDI is it? Um, I, don't, I got confused because they were against EDM or e- ID- EDF IDM. or whatever they were. IDM. IDM. EMF. I don't know. Some, EMF. That's people. unbelievable. I do that joke as well. We've said it many, many times before. The reason Britain's got talent has, um, has stood the test of time and is less not than perhaps The X Factor or Big Brother or any of the other similar shows is the fact that it doesn't outstay its welcome. It doesn't take itself overly seriously. And, it's well you know, paced, you can isn't have, it? It's well paced. And it's well paced. What I would say is the amount of ads that ITV yeah. has slung at us during this oh, yeah. has been almost biblical and frustrating. Almost and like... Imagine what the finals would be like. Yeah. Almost like you watch your Sky. Don't promote <laughs> Sky. Well, I'm not promoting Sky. It's Gary's so, workplace. I, I'm uh, slagging it off, if anything. Too many ads. Yeah. Uh, so Britain's Got Talent is still relevant and good. And uh, I'm getting a bit annoyed with the judges, uh, just because I feel like I know what each of them is going to say every every night. You know. The, I really, uh, yeah, really liked it. You upped your game. Yeah, the talent on tonight's show was immense. immense. You've just had the comb bloke. No, it's not. You think they've got like um, cards that they just read out and then recycle? It does seem a bit like it. Um, right then. I have just written the most scathing review I have ever written, and that includes Series 2 of Broadchurch in my repertoire. What? Uh, on, for, for a new BBC series One two comedy. Series 2 of Broadchurch was not... It was more, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed, wasn't it? I have never, and this is God's Honest, and you might disagree when God's you listen honest. back to... God's Honest. God's Honest. Love, love the Lord. Um, I have never <laughs> hated a show with such great passion as I do this one. I am talking about BBC One's comedy in inverted commas, Sun Trap. It stars K. Van Novak as the world's most irritating Ugh. sitcom character Ugh. and Bradley Walsh as the world's most irritating sitcom character. What I would like to say firstly is in my review, which you can read, and there's some good tweets in there from other people as well you might want to peruse, is it's not the fact that the characters were irritating because a lot of the comedies I like... The ca- the leads are irritating. I mean, Del Boy, um, David Brent, Jim Royal, um, you know. Well, a lot of them are ironic. Well, no, but, they, but but Jim Royal, David Basil Fawlty, th- they were all human people, mm. but they were annoying. I they think, weren't people yeah, you wanted to spend. You had their annoyance, but you also had that sort of sympathetic edge to them. You yes, had, you know the the side of like you know Del Boy was looking after. Yeah, you know, he was the head of a like dysfunctional. And family. David Brent just yeah. wanting to be liked. Yeah. Jim Royal, the, the archetypical mm. family man. There was no uh, Basil Fawlty. Woody's annoying. No. Uh, no, that first scene, that yeah. first scene before Paloma's Faith's uh, theme song had even rattled along. 
the first thing when he's on the plane, I instantly want to punch he him is in the face. like that annoying child sitting in the back of the car, mm. kicking your seat, answering back, yeah. saying, you know, repeating everything you say, putting on yeah. funny voices, or silly voices, oh, not funny Christ. voices. Yeah. Uh, and just generally being a bit of an idiot. I think he was annoying, but also the comedy just wasn't funny. It was yeah. so bland. And I mean, I would disagree with Luke to an extent that I didn't mind Bradley Walsh. I didn't think he was in it that much to disgrace himself. I just think, but when it just became Kai Van Novak, I just thought, just... <sighs> yeah, I was. I ju- when I it was him alone, thing... I was I was annoyed. And and this whole idea of him being kind of like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective light didn't really work for me. You know, this idea that he was an investigator, so therefore he was able to work out where someone... It was unbelievable. That was the other point. I mean, it was about... At the end of the day, it was about a kidnapped parrot. That was the first episode. And there uh, there was a line where he did say, it's trouble in paradise. That is the level of the... I think it's disgraceful... Genuinely, there's. I mean, TV sets are not quiet places. They're full of people. There's people at every turn. Yeah. How could anyone watch the rushes of this when it's being filmed and think, yes, we're on to a winner here? Because the only people who had a tiny bit of decency were the schedulers at the BBC who <laughs> buried it at 10:45. They're the only people. I mean, they spent money on this. I mean, the, the, you know, this is not. Not only did we get Jack D in the first episode, we've got various other guest stars in later episodes episodes um Cora, Cara Toynton I saw and mm. um Ramesh from, keeping, uh, yeah, from keeping up appearances yeah <laughs> but but I just couldn't I couldn't I mean we've all been warned I think we were well warned about this show but it was still yeah. I mean Citizen Khan is a good example but it, because of the comparisons of certainly where it started you know there were other comedies which I'm sure you'll remember that got the dreaded 1045 slot outnumbered we always say that the people on Twitter aren't the average TV no. watcher. They're the sort of people that we know, most of whom are sort of watch everything. And But, you know, people who say might like Bradley Walsh would be the draw for them. You know, if they watch The Chase and things like that, Bradley Walsh does quite a few big mainstream shows. Whether the average TV viewer will just go, well, this is no good because it's on at, 10.45. Um, well, whatever, it, whatever. If, as long as they keep away from it, that's yeah. fine by me. Whatever you're watching, whether it's fiction or non-fiction, you are spending time with these people. It's the same thing as why I don't want to watch Benefit Street. It's or because there's nobody there, or Big Brother, there's just nobody there that I want to spend half an hour of my life with. And... Suntrap, unless I was allowed to attack yeah. them with a pointy object, there is no way I want to spend unless any you were there time with Kevin with a gun. Mm. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Kevin Novak should be ashamed of this. Mm. He honestly should. Um, right, Monday night sees the return of Richard Iowadi as Gadget Man. I enjoy this show, but it, we don't I'd ever pr- talk I, about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I prefer Travel Man. I really enjoyed yeah. Travel Man. Um, and then you can go from there, folks. What else do you want to talk about? Vicious. Um, Vicious. <laughs> I'd rather not. Uh, but, 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 yeah. but I suppose we should talk about, about the fact that it's returning for a second series. Um, and why? I'd rather talk about the BBC Three documentary, Where Am I Sleeping Tonight? 
Uh, which again, well, Matt already Matt's already had a nap, yeah. so oh, he's sort okay. of sorted. But this is looking at the perceptions of Britain's young homeless, um, and, and hopefully this will be one of those good BBC Three documentaries that they tend to do about uh, youth culture and uh, youth perspectives. Another reason. Say it why for I, me I again, them, Matt. Yeah, I, say it for me again. What? It's another example of a show that we probably won't see if BBC Three goes online. It's, it's probably another example of a show we won't see if BBC Three does go online. Thanks very much. God, it's like it's <laughs> like he just knows what to say. It's just, incredible. It, it, without prompting. Now that's Monday. I watch that rather than vicious. Uh, and then on yeah. Channel Four at ten o'clock, you can watch the second series of Man Down by Greg Davis. Unfortunately, not returning to the second series is Rick Mail, who sadly passed away last year. Um, be interesting to see whether they touch on that, whether they mention it. You know, they do they kill off the, the character? The Christmas special. Yeah, did you I, see oh, the did it's they? not okay. a show I've yeah. ever really got, to be honest. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll um, a go. I didn't mind series one. I didn't watch all of it, but I didn't mind Patsy. it. I like the supporting characters more. Yeah, Sarah, is it Sarah Pascoe? That's no, in it? it's Rasheen Connerty. Oh, Rasheen Connerty. That's there's it. those four female comedians now that get on all the panel shows that you do get mixed Holly, up. Isn't Holly it? Walsh. Oh, there's uh, five so, then. Uh, Hollywood, kid- Sarah Pascoe, Rushing Connerty, the Canadian Ryan, one. Catherine yeah. Ryan, and, and uh, Ashling B. Ah, uh, that's it. Not, yeah. not, not a funny one in no. the bunch. But, but they're no, women. But they're lady women. True. Yeah. Um, yeah um, Tuesday sees the return unwelcome though it might be of Kay Miller's uh, lottery drama The Syndicate I've actually seen the majority of episode 1 as has our reviewer Craig who will whose review will go live on Tuesday following transmission it, this is possibly the most cliched of all three series of The Syndicate so yeah that if you want to watch that I think the only thing to say about it is it does uh, have uh, Lenny Henry as an autistic character and there is some scope for him to be something quite different okay. but apart from that I just think why have we got a third series of the syndicate well I've said it before as well the format is flawed the way they focus on a different character each week mm. which means you don't get any further progression I think they should scrap that format and just, it's yeah. silly yeah uh, big box, little box is big funnily fish, enough what we it, need. Big fish, little fish, cardboard box. Yeah. Isn't that the old? Is this, you know is what this I the, the, the less adult version of sex box? <laughs> I knew you were gonna say it. I knew it. <laughs> big box, little box, sex box. I knew it was coming. Oh, I shouldn't say that either. <laughs> I knew it was arriving. <laughs> Uh, basically, this is Goggle Box for consumers. Box uh, it, tomorrow's world, I would. Call. Yeah, uh, but it, I'm not sure how it works. I can preview this, but my eyes have chosen not to. Um, there are five households. What big box, little no, box? Well, my, you mean? My knees are interested. I, I have, see, I have um, seen a bit of it. I watched because I didn't know anything about it when it, it popped up on on Ready to Wear. So I just thought, yeah, I'll, I'll find out what this it. is. And you are right; it is just dead on Goggle Box with. Like Amazon. <laughs> I am having another one of those times oh, where God. I'm God. falling out uh, with telly. I'm falling out. Uh, I'm thinking of selling my one. If it wasn't made, mounted to the wand. wall, I would sell. Yeah, Clearly my one. Like Clearly it's time for Luke's nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might just uh, squeeze this in. The Radio Times have started up a poll this afternoon. They are asking a question that we have asked several times before. Uh, after the creators of both Mad Men and Orange is the New Black on Netflix say that uh, they would rather their shows 
were a week on week thing and they people weren't able to binge on it because they liked the shared experience of people talking about their shows mm. together and all being on the same page uh, the radio times had then asked uh, do you want to binge or do you want to wait? 45% of those polled said they loved the suspense of the shared experience and would be happy to wait for a week or more between episodes, whereas 28% of those asked said no, I... No, 26% of those asked said no, I want to watch it all in one go, with 28 saying I don't mind how it arrives, I just like my TV. So, Gary, you presumably would be in the 26% of people who'd, ra- who'd rather binge. I just voted, and I voted no. I'd rather watch all in one go whenever I want. So you're quite right. It's now up to 27.18. That was a that was a long way of saying I was correct. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and that, where where do you oh, stand? I'd you go were, on there, if, not bothered. So if The Good Wife was available somewhere for you to watch the rest of Series 6, you would? Uh, probably, yeah. I don't know if I'd sort of binge watch, but I probably would watch it online rather than having to be sort of shackled to the schedules. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's at LukeCustardTV. If you'd like to follow Matt... At Matt's TV Bites. Yeah. If you'd like to follow Gary... Uh, at The Gary Show. If you'd like to like us on Facebook, and we are due a fair yeah. bit of likes. Basically, I, I fell behind yeah, on the Luke old Facebook thing. And it. I am now officially a Facebook person again, mm. and the, the the website's looking good. Facebook.com forward slash the... Very important, that The Custard TV. Uh, you can also download this very podcast and loads of our previous and ones also, Luke, uh, via what, the iTunes. What is it yeah. next week? Thought... Next week, we will reach a hundred, count them, a hundred episodes of the Custard TV podcast. Now, how does this work, Gary? Is this just the ones Matt and I have, and yourself have done? No, I, I, when I, think, you started... I think it's ever since we started releasing it as a podcast through Spreaker and iTunes. It's it's possibly there. It might be some counting of numbers that might be wrong. You know, whatever. We are roughly at a hundred next week, and we are deciding how to mark the occasion. I am thinking we all go round to Taplow and visit the place of Matt's birth. That's <laughs> what agree. I'm thinking to mark the occasion. I was thinking uh, it I'm should be also... a hundred theme, so you should be made. We should all watch a hundred episodes of something like Sesame Street. So in some <laughs> way, we will mark the hundredth episode of the Custer TV podcast. And if you are one of our regular, regular tune-inzers then I really appreciate your support. All three of you. Uh, Hi, Mum. Hi, Jordan Gallagher. Bye, Mum. All those those people. That would be my day made. (laughs) Even if you just sort of tape something on your phone. Yeah, I'll I'll see if I could ask her whether she could just tape a happy 100 episodes from this (laughs) Yeah. Before she died, that'd be great. Do you know yeah. something we do about Mrs. Matnam? Yeah, well, before she died. Sort of I do. <laughs> what will happen on the next podcast is completely in our hands as well as yours. I'm going to put a tweet out if you'd like to. Maybe, if you are a regular listener like Mo or Jordan or whoever, you would like to come on hi, and hi, wish hi, us. Hi, Lauren Jones. Lauren Jones, does she I still I don't know, listen? Lauren Jones probably is in a cabin somewhere on It's not good that we know our, our listeners by name. La- Lauren, if yeah. you are still listening, I think you should get in touch with us on Twitter. One way or another, we will mark this momentous of podcast-based occasions. Uh, but before we go, I hand you over. Uh, this week, it's not so much of a song as a spoken word, so... 
Uh, I thought rather than showing off my, my <laughs> vocal talents, my ability to speak the uh, the words of of a certain my band. ability to speak words. <laughs> my ability, my to, ability speak words. to speak words. It's more important than you think because it doesn't normally happen very well. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty thing. Fierce nipple pierce, you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high. So to keep you by my side, there's nothing I won't try. Butterflies in her eyes and looks to kill. Time is passing, I'm asking could this be real? Case I can't sleep, I can't hold still. The only thing I know is she's got sex appeal. Uh, that's Gary's ode to Mrs. McNamara, and we will be back! <laughs> that, I believe, is the intro to Sexbox Series 2. Yes. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com It's a holiday story. It's a family story. It's a story of thousands of twinkling lights and countless memories. A story of crackling fireplaces and candlelight Christmas evenings, where the sounds of sleigh bells and carols echo all around. It's a story of peace and togetherness, of glittering ornaments, fragrant wreaths, and wide-eyed wonder. It's the enchanting story of a beloved tradition at America's largest home, with 250 magnificently decorated rooms, each with its own stories to tell. But all this can't begin to tell the full story of Christmas at Biltmore. Come walk in the footsteps of the Vanderbilt family and immerse yourself in a winter wonderland of endless holiday delights. Because as wondrous as the story of Christmas at Biltmore may be, it can never be complete without you. Plan your stay at Biltmore.com.